Hello and welcome to Pod Central, one of our special roundtable episodes. Today we have Stephanie Fuccio. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> you are. And we have Diane. I love her name, Mouthy Broad Media. I just, I love that. <laughs> it's so, it's such a strong brand. And today we're going to have a conversation for from an editor's perspective <laughs> to podcast host. So if you're a uh, podcast host, you really want to listen to this because there are some things you might be doing as a host that you don't realize are bad to an editor, right? So if you have an editor that you know that you work with, that you send your content to, this episode is kind of going to help you look at things from their perspective. I'm really excited to have these two editors here with me. I'm not an editor, nearly, I don't do as much production as I used to do, but these two women do an amazing job. They're probably way better than me editing anyway. So uh, I want to give you guys a chance to introduce yourselves. Uh, Diane, go ahead. Okay. Well, for the past 50 years or so, everyone knows me as DR because Diane Romel, it's a very long name. But yeah, Mouthy Broad Media. I tell people it's kind of an homage to my mother because when people think about her, they say, oh man, what a great broad. So she's the broad part of Mouthy Broad. So that leaves the mouthy part to me. So I started my, my little business in my 60s. And I didn't think that I could get it this far, but you know, I've got four clients now and I'm just tootling along. I'm loving everything that I do and getting ready to scale. And that's always exciting. And I'm so glad that my friend Steph has joined big today. Steph? Should I just jump in then? <laughs> just jump in. I'll jump in. Thank you, DR. Thank you, Chris. I'm excited to be here. I've been podcasting for a gazillion years. And at one point during the pandemic, you know what happened? Hey, could you edit my podcast? And of course they said yes, because who doesn't want to listen to podcasts for a living? And so I've been doing that for a while. And I edit, I do consulting, I, I, I've written about podcasting. I've got two different communities, one because I can't do one of anything. For podcasters, it's called Podcast to Connect. It has a podcast, YouTube, and newsletter because I love those three things. And then for podcast editors, it's Global Podcast Editors. Y'all have that. got to get on her newsletter. You've got <laughs> to get on her newsletter. She really has jo job opportunities. That everything is no, really great. We don't have jobs anymore, but oh. we have a lot of other stuff. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Cut no, that out. Okay. Fix that in post. Fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. So yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation because I think that a lot of hosts have not gone through the editing phase. So mm -hmm. because we have so many new podcasters, they don't know what it's like to sit there and meticulously edit every second of a show, mm -hmm. like an hour long episode right. to sit there and remove ums and ahs to remove part of uh, whole parts of a conversation mm -hmm. to sit there and fight to get background noise to not be so loud. I get so many layers to it. So Let's start with your biggest pet peeve that podcasters do. Like, what's the thing that you hate editing out the most? Okay, I'm going to go first. <laughs> Earphones. Mm. I want uh, my hosts yeah. to insist. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a non-negotiable. Their guests must have mm -hmm. earphones. That's all there mm -hmm. is to it. And my, some of my hosts are just not drawing the line. They're mm -hmm. so grateful that they got this guest to come on. They yeah. don't, I keep trying to tell them, you know, you're giving them free airtime to promote whatever they want to promote. The very least they can do is buy something that's not going to 
make sound come out of their computer and mm-hmm. you know it's ridiculous so that's that's my number one biggest pet peeve and i kind of want to explain that to podcasters so if you think about it like this if you're having an interview with your guest and you have on headphones but they don't when you're speaking mm-hmm. the sound goes out of their computer or even their phone and it goes right back into the microphone so now there's an echo. There's like reverb. It's like a sound coming in the speakers and then going right back into coming out of the speakers and going right back into the mic. And that right there is really difficult to remove. So your I'm audio an becomes, editor, not a magician. That's what I can right? say. It becomes almost <laughs> unusable because it just it's such a it's such an imbalance. And I think that there's really no guest that you should allow to have on your show that doesn't have headphones it really just isn't prepared like if they don't have headphones yeah. or a microphone you shouldn't have them on they, like i don't yeah they I don't care they just don't yeah. care and why do you want that on your show you know so Definitely true yours. so true should i do sound or content first because i've got a few of these i want to do content yeah. i want to i okay. want to go against what everybody thinks i'm gonna say and i want to say starting with the background first Please, for the love of everything holy with, with with sound and audio, please do not start with, how did you get into this? No! I love the book Make Noise by Eric Newsom. He talks about like all of the great action movies. Start with action, and then you learn about the character. You have to care first, and then get into like the background of the character and that kind of thing. We have to care first. We have to know that we want to know more. And to do that, you don't start with, what's your background? How did you get into this? It just oh, doesn't, yeah. it's just not good. You don't have to do that in the interview. You can start in any order you want, but have somebody edit, like move bits around so that right. the action is first and people know they're going to get value. I, I love that balance you're talking about because when I listen to interviews now, I've heard so many over the years that mm-hmm. I really, like you said, I don't care about your story. Like you have to give me a reason to care. Like if you can give me exactly. three if you give me three action steps to get a result I want, at that point, it's like, okay, now I'm more interested. Like, how did you get into this? What are your yeah. results like? You know, what was your journey like? But if you just come into the conversation talking about yourself, mm-hmm. it feels like one of those really long webinars where somebody's going to sell me something. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> over those, man. I'm so over those. That is so, oh God, it's annoying. I'm going to piggyback on that. I'm I do have a client where she talks about herself a lot during the entire interview. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I cringe when I go to edit, (laughs) I just cringe and I look for creative ways to try and (laughs) cut that out. And, but it's sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes I just have to leave it in. Yeah. But it is, it is cringeworthy when I, when I hear them do that. It's hard because you want, like when you're having the conversation as a host, you want to participate in the conversation, right. but then where right. is that line between what's too much yeah. and what is, and it, exactly. I, I don't I, know. What do you think? Should it be 50, 50, 60, 40? Like what's a good ratio of. I don't know, hosts? man. I click on that fast forward and I see that wave on her track and goes oh. forever and ever and ever. I'm like, oh uh, my yeah. God. Yeah, see, that that kind of ties into my pet peeve of having one person talk for too long. Yeah, it it has to be because if it's a conversation, both parties Mm -hmm. have to be talking. It needs to be a balance. And if I look Mm -hmm. and I see just one wave of like your audio is going and the other wave is silent. 
that lets yeah. me know you're probably rambling too long. So I would just say to host, yes. if you've been talking for a long time, you should have like a countdown in your head to wrap it up. You know, like yeah. think about it as if you're on, on stage accepting something at a, an acceptance speech. They have the music come that comes on. Think about that. Okay, I got five seconds. I got to cut That's it off. Right. Let, me, right. let me close my point. That's how you should view when you're having your rants on your show. It just sounds much yeah. better. So then yes. even when you're finishing, your voice inflection should change. And right. you notice if I'm talking, I'm going really, really fast, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I can slow it down and close my point off like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So good. So good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had an episode that I edited a few years ago where it was, I, I kid you not, 98% guest. There would be one tiny question and I'm telling you it was like four word question. And then it was wow. like 10, 15 minutes of the guest. And he wasn't even talking to the host. He was just, you could tell he had his talking points and he just went. And I was like, oh, this is not, yeah. nobody's going to listen to this. I know this person, he was relatively well known, but I'm like, that's, he's not, no, this is, this is not going to fly. And I'm like, and I was dozing off. I was like pinching myself to stay awake. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are we going to do? This is so bad. There has to be that conversational aspect. Like you said, Chris. Yeah. Crazy. I got so another hard. one. I got another one. <laughs> I have a client who I love them to death, but damn, I want consistency. Please. If you say once a week, do once a week. <laughs> it's kind of a double-edged sword because I get my retainer, my monthly retainer on the first of the month. And if she just, if she, you know, skips out on the, on the third week and doesn't drop something, I got a little paid vacation, yeah. but on the same, it's like a double-edged sword because her success is a reflection of how I am doing as a podcast producer. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? If she's successful, I look at myself and I go, <laughs> I'm kind of responsible for that. <laughs> <laughs> By the same token, if she's going down in numbers because she's not consistent, then yeah. I'm like, look at, look what I did. <laughs> so consistency is a big point with me. And I'm definitely going to piggyback off of that if I can speak. Mm -hmm. uh, is waiting too close to the deadline, waiting too oh. close to when you want to publish it to start editing it or yeah. waiting too long to send it over to your editor like the day before? Oh, yeah, it's due tomorrow. Is this OK? No, no, not if you want a good job done with it, <laughs> especially if you want content with it. Right. You, you mm -hmm. can't send me an episode that goes out on Tuesday. Yeah on Monday at five in the afternoon and say, hey, mm -hmm. here's episode for tomorrow. And then email me the next morning, like, where's my content? Where's the episode? Yeah. You're mm -hmm. lucky if you get the audio done. Like you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you it have just, to edit it. And yeah. then you have to like, you have to render it, which is that it has to process. And that takes way too freaking long. And then if you're doing like titles, show notes, if you're uploading, if you're right. sending it over to YouTube, like there's a lot of different stages to it. And you have other things you need to do on your computer. So it's not like you just sit down and do one episode, start to finish everything. Cause the rendering time, you can't really do a whole lot. There needs to be kind of sessions, like two or three sessions. Like for me, it's like for one episode, there's like two or three touches and then I send it over to the client and that mm -hmm. is not one day. Yeah. 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 It's a process. Exactly. So I think mm -hmm. 
as a podcaster, you're listening to this, just look at the editor or the agency that you work with as a real business, because that's what it is. So there's not yeah. unlimited time to get jobs done. People are not working until nine, 10 o'clock at night to get your show done because you were late. Um, just be respectful of people's time. You know, I think that that's mm -hmm. something that every editor would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what number are we on? 11 T million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do another one. Filler words. Oh, um, I have a client. Yeah. But it's not even just, um, I mm -hmm. have a client who does uh, right. Right, mm -hmm. right, oh. right. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. And I go in and I take all those rights out, right on out, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that takes time. Like that can take, oh, I, I, yeah. And sometimes the right is like right in the middle of a single mm -hmm. word. So yeah. I don't know how you they do that. Oh. So yeah, you yeah. can't take that out it's too tricky. I, so, I tend to take most, but not all of them out because some yeah. of them yeah. feel like they have weight. Some of them feel like it's thinky yes. time or it's got some meaning to it, but if they're super I, repetitive, oof. I try and tell myself I'm a 80, 20 girl that I leave 20% <laughs> in. Mm -hmm. I like but that. Once you, once you get going, man, it feels so good to <laughs> knock it out, you know? <laughs> That's interesting because I tend to take out more at the beginning, like the first 20 minutes. And then I tend to, I think I get into their speech habits and I, yeah. and I tend to take out less yes. during the rest of it. Yeah, yeah I agree for with those... that. I think that's yeah. why it's Go good ahead. to have a client that you work with long-term because then you get mm -hmm. used to their speech habits and their right. patterns and some of the things right. they put in there. But a tip for the podcasters, when you're speaking, one thing I learned doing my interviews is instead of putting the filler words in like, um, ah, or right is just take a pause and breathe. Because when you pause and breathe, the listeners can consume that time and you're not talking over yourself or stumbling over your words. You're not adding in extra words. And your speech sounds much more powerful. That goes into voice inflection. And you know when you add in the pauses, all of that stuff, it really flows together a lot smoother to where even if I say right or you know, you won't really catch it because I pause so effectively. I just said it a second ago. You probably didn't catch it because I put a pause right mm -hmm. before it. So I think these are all things we're giving tips on how to just be a better podcaster. This is yeah. why I want to do this episode because I think it's really helpful. And I can tell you that this client of mine, she doesn't listen to her own shows. She does not listen to them. Exactly. So I don't Please think listen. that she realizes and even if she were to listen i'm taking all of that stuff out anyway so she wouldn't hear it <laughs> but if you are someone who has this issue mm -hmm. i would suggest looking up toastmasters being mm -hmm. doing something with toastmasters because that is something that they work on knocking right out of you pretty much at the beginning so take a look at that I've got one. Okay. Lay it on me. I'm doing it. I'm so doing it. I, for years, it did not, I Sound did clicks. not have clients that had mouth clicks. And then yeah. I had one and I was like, yeah. now I understand all the forum posts and all of the venting. It's mm -hmm. so, sometimes it's so tiny in the waveform that you really have to hear it and then zoom in to find it, to get rid of right. it. And it's one of those sounds that is very distracting. I'm, I'm pretty forgiving on filler words, 
and I am not forgiving. I agree. I'm a magnet to those tongue clicks, those mouth clicks. (laughs) I agree. I get rid of them as soon as it happens. And you know what? It has affected me because I do a lot of loom videos. Mm -hmm. And as, as I see it counting down three, two, one, I will open up my mouth Mm -hmm. before my first word comes out because that's usually when my tongue clicks happen is (laughs) the silence. Mm. And then I open my mouth to speak and that's the tongue click. So I open my mouth during that countdown. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first word it's beyond the the tongue click. I always have some sort of beverage near me and I drink before, yes. during, and after. And I've also heard that marshmallows, I can't stand marshmallows, but I've heard if you eat them before you, before you get on the mic, that it absorbs the moisture and it stops that from happening. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I find myself backing up. So if I feel it coming, I'll probably back up and then kind yeah. of lean into the microphone. That I think positioning when you record is super important too. So you're like, comfortable and you're not too far on the microphone like this and you can have that distance and still be heard like i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. there's not a big difference between here and here but Mm -hmm. if i did the mouth click you would definitely hear it if i was really close to the microphone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i also think equipment too pop filters you have to have a pop filter it's like what three dollars on amazon Mm -hmm. or five like you have to have one if you're a podcaster you don't have one Mm -hmm. I'm judging you. Like you have to have one of those <laughs> because it's so cheap. It, you know, let's talk about the equipment part because I think yeah. that there are far too many podcasters who want to go the cheap route of what's mm-hmm. the cheapest this and mm-hmm. going with the cheapest option. If you want to be a serious podcaster, it's just not the path to take, whether you mm-hmm. want to gain popularity or profitability. I don't think you can get there if you aren't willing to invest in your show, even when it comes to equipment. Mm-hmm. Need some skin in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my clients, I've been on her for months to mount her boom because mm-hmm. she is one that holds the microphone during, oh. yes, Ooh. during the interviews. She holds Ooh. the microphone. What and as she has, That's tricky. I don't, I don't know, but she, I get a lot, I get a lot of that. (laughs) And then it's inconsistent. It's, and a lot of, a lot of plosives. Yeah. I've been after her to mount that thing for a little while. Mountain or the other thing that I had at one point, I don't have any more, are the floor ones. Like you see, when you see singers. tripod. Yeah. 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 Those are, those are fine too. They, they're, Mm -hmm. as long as it's a sturdy one and it stays in one place. It has to be stationary. Yeah. The one that I don't recommend because I've been the queen of mic bumps lately. Oh. Oh. It's on the desk. I did this because I was moving around a lot and I'm going to replace it really soon now, but I, it was all that could fit in my suitcase, but it is just awful as far as any movement at all and it's like boom, 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 boom. it's terrible i don't recommend yeah. this for anybody even if you're not fidgety <laughs> yeah yeah i think the boom arms are they kind of go in that category with the pop filter because mm-hmm. it's one of those things that if you don't have you think oh that's not important but when you get it you realize oh my god my life has changed yeah. it's so yeah. much easier to yeah to host a show, to create content. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also will say this, there's some boom arms that are not good. I had an Audio-Technica boom Mm -hmm. arm and it wasn't good for me because it was only back and forth. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a weird thing where I couldn't turn it that much. So it wasn't freeing. It was just kind of yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put in a hundred bucks to get the, what is it? The PSA one studio arm from road. Mm-hmm. Incredible. It moves everywhere. It holds mm-hmm. this heavy microphone. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's only a hundred bucks, but it's one of those yeah. things that I'm going to have for years. I'm not going right. to get rid of this thing anytime soon. Right. So yeah. You got to be willing to invest if you want to have a good podcast. You just, you have to. Which leads me to my next one. Don't always go for the free podcast host. (laughs) Anchor. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) I mean, I read, I read a post today by Dave Jackson. He is one of my mentors and he was answering a post that someone had put in on a Facebook group. And he in essence, he said, listen, he said, you know, lots of people have hobbies and they invest money in their hobbies. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, one, one of my hobbies is I brew my own vanilla extract. It Ooh. takes, I know wow. it takes money to buy those vanilla <laughs> beans. It takes money to buy the Mason jars. It takes money to buy the rum that I brew it in. So if I'm going to invest money in that, invest 12 bucks a month for mm-hmm. a decent host that's mm-hmm. going to give you decent analytics. Yeah, I agree. Yep. 100% agree. I often see posts of po- where podcasters say, what's the best free blah, blah, blah. And I, and I don't blame them completely because the industry has has this massive momentum of free this free that free this right. free that but so it's just it's endemic but it's just awful it's like you, you would never pay for anything to do your podcast and no that's just not the best way right. to go a lot of times there are negatives to being on a free platform like when they just go down when you have no notice mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah. Yeah. i think when it comes to the investment part it's funny to me because so many podcasters come to me about monetization. That's what I talked to a lot of podcasters about for years now. And the first question I asked them is, how have you invested in your show? Have you paid mm-hmm. for consulting? Do you have a producer? Where are you hosting your show? Because all of these questions tell me if you're really serious about it. And the truth Excellent. is, if you're not willing to put money into your show, you're not going to get money out of your show. Right. It's that simple. It's that simple. And I'm not saying that you have to spend a thousand bucks a month on Facebook ads. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't at least put in a hundred bucks for a quality microphone, Mm -hmm. those people, I don't even work with them in terms of one-on-one or anything. Even if they have the money, I tell them no, because I can see that you're really not serious about this. Mm -hmm. I can give you all the answers, give you all the strategies. I could give you all the partnerships. I can give you a sponsor right now. But I know you're just going to fumble it. You'll ruin it because you're not really (laughs) invested in this. And I just, I don't want to waste my time or yours. Yeah. 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 It's like a business. If you're monetizing your podcast, it's a business and you always need to invest part of the money back into the business. And if they're not used to doing that in the beginning, they're not going to do it once the money comes in. So it doesn't make sense to do that. Do you have a list? What's, what's the next one on your list, Steph? Oh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Ah, 
20 CTAs at a time, 20, got like so oh. many call to actions that people don't know what to do. I, I, I don't oh. think one is necessarily the way to go because I do understand there might be two or three. Things Thank you. To do. Thank you. I, for I, I tried one and I was on the one hill and I was yelling at people, yeah. do one, just do one, just do one. I can't do one. So I don't yeah. expect anybody else to, if you can, that's fine. But, but seriously, don't give them 60. I, I think yeah. two or three is probably the maximum. Go to my website, sign up for my newsletter. Do, there's an event that I'm doing. Yeah. And a sub complaint of that is to ask for reviews. Yes. Mm. I think, I think all my, just about all my clients do mm -hmm. that. I can't stop. I don't do I, I, just, I don't see reviews as, I don't know. And I've been judged for this, but I don't see reviews as a priority, to be honest. Exactly. Like, That's what I'm saying. I've never yeah. thought I'm going to listen to this podcast, but let me look at the reviews first. Like, no, I just go and listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. I never look at reviews. I don't care. When, when I ask people, when's the last time you went and read some, like, went, read reviews to find a new podcast? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're asking people to write a review so people can find you. When is the last time you found a podcast from a review? They're like, well, never. Maybe it's better to send them to your newsletter. Maybe it's better to tell them there's an event coming up. Maybe it's better to tell them you have a YouTube channel. Like do anything else that gets results. Tell them to email you or send you a thing on social media so you actually hear back from them. But don't tell yeah. them to leave a review. See, that's interesting because I use reviews. I, I'm an AppSumo girl mm -hmm. from, I mean, I, I'm crazy about it. And I really rely on those reviews. I am an Amazon person. I really rely on yeah. those reviews. But when it comes to podcasts, I got to say, yeah. I could care less. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think for so me, it, I'm analyzing myself here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so for me, it came in when I realized that there were people that were paying for fake reviews of their show. Yeah. Yeah. That ruined the scandal. It yeah. I was ago. like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't care about this anymore because. The review came from whoever. It's automatic mm -hmm. five stars, like, and it, it's just generic. It's usually the same. Wow, amazing show! Like, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not interested in yeah. the reviews. But I do like what you, what you said about the call to actions. I always mm -hmm. use two, and mm -hmm. one is to get an email sign up, and another one is for social. It's like, hey, nice. come here, check out this free course. You can get mm -hmm. all of that. Blah blah blah. And if you don't want to do that, you can just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter and send me your show. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. Send me your podcast. I want to listen to it. Works yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think the two is just perfect. Three feels like yeah. too much because then it's like yeah. a minute of call to actions and that's just yeah. really long. But like two just feels right all the time. It just flows yeah. perfectly. Yeah. I like yeah. I, like I got I got one. Yeah. Scope creep. Scope mm. creep. <laughs> Wait, you have to explain what scope creep is to the podcast who's yeah. listening. Explain that. Okay. So if I have a client who's paying me for only editing, nothing but editing, just <laughs> editing. And they call up and they say, hey, oh, I, did you hear what I just did? I just did a mouth <laughs> click. Okay. <laughs> I, I was impersonating my client. It's okay. <laughs> and they say, you know, I, I think that I, I don't know how to work this whole asset thing for the social media. Can you do like a quote card or can you do an audiogram or something like that? Now, 
I want to keep her as a client mm -hmm. and I don't want to say, well, it's going to be extra money because by now we're on this kind of friendly kind of conversational kind of feel, you know, and it's uncomfortable for me. My problem is, is that I have a problem with boundaries. I don't mm -hmm. draw them. And as a result, I allow that scope creep to happen more than it should. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, scope creep. The can I, or can you, can you do this? Could you do this? Do yeah. you do this? You, do you have time All for this? It. You have time for this, don't you? <sighs> I've gotten really popular lately. So. <laughs> 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 It's hard. So yeah, if you are hiring someone to work on your podcast before you ask them to do more, maybe say, could, Hey, how much would you charge for, to do this? Maybe yeah. lead yes. with the money because you know, it's lead going to that. take more time and scale and knowledge and you're willing to pay for that. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And they might say, don't worry, I can just do that. Or they might say, yeah, I'll send you a quote. But yeah. I yeah. Think that's a, I like that presentation. You just added to it because that's a much easier conversation from both sides because again, yeah. it comes down to respect. You want to mm -hmm. respect the agency, even agency owner that you're working with, just asking mm -hmm. them to do more things that you're not paying for. Cause to you, it's like, yeah, you just take a little quote out of the episode and you go to Canva and you make a template and you just do that over and over again. It's not that hard. If it's not that hard, why can't you do it yourself? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, if you want me to do it, I can but understand yeah. that affects our monthly rates. Yeah. One thing that I, has helped me a lot is I don't charge <laughs> monthly. I like to do quarterly now. I find that oh. if I'm working with corporate clients, like bigger shows, yeah, it's a much easier conversation when I'm like, look, we're going to work on a season, which is at least 12 mm -hmm. episodes, one a week, three months of content. Mm -hmm. Instead of paying monthly, you pay quarterly. Right. And then they're like, okay, so you're going to take care of this for me for three months. It's right. a different conversation when they have to commit that. Some people are like, no, nah, I can't do that. That's, That's just, it's too much. But I found a lot of success in terms of charging for things in a three-month mm -hmm. interval. It's so much easier because now we can plan things a lot better. We can plan marketing mm -hmm. campaigns a lot better. We can choose which products we're going to promote. It's just much easier than a month-to-month mm -hmm. -month thing because now I don't have to run back to you every couple of weeks like, hey, are you paying for this? Are we doing this? Mm -hmm. It removes a lot of stress from me. So mm -hmm. I would advise some of the agency listen to this. Try to quarterly approach, and that'll mm -hmm. let you know if a podcaster is serious or not. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I've got another one. <laughs> I don't know how we doing on time. I guess we can go for three days on this. Um, and as, as, as I'm sitting here, I realize that I myself am guilty of the pet peeve that I'm about to tell you. Oh, um, turn off your notifications when you're doing an interview, please. Mm. I have gotten two, <laughs> two notifications on my tablet since we started. <laughs> At minimum, when it goes off the first time, then yeah. take the moment yes. to turn it off. Please. We can take out dead space, but the that sound. Oh, mm -mm. yeah, because if it's like five in an episode, oh, I'm mm -hmm. not interested in trying to remove that or anything. Mm -hmm. it, I will yeah. leave it in your episode and tell you, hey, look, next time turn your notifications off. Yeah, and yeah. That's when they get it. When you leave it in and they can hear how bad it sounds, they're like, oh right. god, that's horrible. And 
at the worst, for me, one thing that I do is I use my phone to record. So somebody's calling me right now, right this moment. It mm -hmm. pops up on my computer screen, but my phone isn't ringing because it's on do not disturb. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful setup. I just, I hate those kind of distractions because it's so easily preventable. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. one of my favorite moments is when I heard in the recording, when the phone went off and my, and the host, my client was like, yeah, so let's take a minute. And can you turn that off? It's okay. Oh, our editor nice. will take this out. And I was like, oh, yay. Beautiful. I mean, I wish you would have done it before you started, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is still better. <laughs> and then he asked him to repeat his previous thing, so I could take out the whole chunk, not having. Well, you know what? I think beautiful. That just gave me an idea. We should do like a list of like what are the top three things that a host should tell their guest before the interview starts mm. to make sure it's a mm -hmm. good interview. What are like earphones, three or four things? Notifications, earphones. Um, what else? No yeah. driving. I've I've heard people driving doing interviews <laughs> oh! before. It's horrible. Stay out of the bathroom. Oh They're driving. <laughs> no. Oh, stay out of the bathroom. Stay, stay out of the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. If they stumble, not to freak out, just to start over. Just basically not to freak out. Period. It's mm -hmm. just a conversation. Just keep going. We yeah. Um, right. That's why yeah, editors exist. If there's a mess up, just repeat yourself and stay calm and just keep going. It'll be okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Totally fine. And, and if I could do like a note to all the people who are guesting, um, you know, there are some hosts that will provide the questions to you. Mm -hmm. And please do your homework, guest. <laughs> please have a well-crafted answer <laughs> to these questions that have been given to you. They shouldn't be a surprise to you. So you... <laughs> should not have to sit there and go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Gosh. I, and then there's like three minutes of dead air. Are you <laughs> sucking air through your teeth because yeah. you can't think of anything? You were given these questions beforehand. So yeah. please do your homework. The guest is giving you free exposure for your mm -hmm. offer, your book, your online course, your, you know, your service do the courtesy of doing your homework and having some well-crafted answers to those questions that you have already received. I'm not asking like, you know, for you to read off a paper or for you to have everything prepared like that, but at least have some outline points. Yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. have some keywords or just some ideas. Yeah. Have a look at them, look at the questions, yeah, even if it's five or 10 questions. minutes beforehand. Yeah. Just, exactly. No, I mean, there should be a reason why you're on the podcast in the first place. Right. So you should know the content, even if there aren't questions. So I, even for ones where I'm not given questions, I just kind of jot down some things that I might want to remember. Cause I'm like yeah. most people when the record button hits a lot of what I want to remember goes away. So I, I'm a post-it girl. I have post-its all right. around me. It's embarrassing. My list is my list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got them. Got them. These are so yeah. handy when you're recording. Even well, holding up our post-its. So many. Right? <laughs> Even as a host, if you're recording and you want to remember a question, one mm -hmm. thing I do is I have these like out of camera where you can't see it. Yes. And I'll take a note of a question I want to ask or a follow-up question. Yes. It makes you such a better interviewer when you mm -hmm. are prepared to yeah. keep the conversation flowing. 
That's yeah. one of the best compliments I've gotten over the years is I'll have some people on to do a ton of interviews and, you know, they give me feedback on that saying your conversation was great. You asked really good questions. Mm -hmm. The flow was smooth and people notice when you're good at interviewing. I think if you're going to be a podcaster mm -hmm. that does interviews consistently, take it serious, actually focus on getting better at interviewing because it's going to improve the quality of your show. You'll get better guests. Your audience will appreciate it. And over time, it's just something you take pride in. You're going to get better mm -hmm. results all across the board. Yeah. I, and, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you and because these are sticky, you can actually stick them to the side or the top and it, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be in frame at all. And you can just kind of glance over without anybody noticing. Yeah. Sorry, Dina, I No, no, go ahead. I have an app on my computer on my desktop called Sticky Notes that mm -hmm. I use all the time. It's just a little sticky note that can float anywhere on your screen and I put and I also have an extend extended I also have an external camera because my monitor is like 36 inches so the external camera it you know goes all the way down into the monitor and so I put that sticky note right there by the right there by the lens so it looks like I'm looking right at the lens mm -hmm. instead of I'm looking at the sticky note so yeah oh, yeah very helpful. But I want to go back to what Chris said about being a good interviewer. And I think that if you're a podcaster, and especially if you're interviewing, you need to listen to other interviews. And I would even mm -hmm. go out, go to the extent of saying, take notes. When you hear somebody that you think is a strong interviewer, what are mm -hmm. they doing? How are they doing it? What are things that you can incorporate? Like study your craft, get better mm -hmm. at it. Yeah. Don't not only listen to the great interviewers, but listen to some stinky ones too and tell me what yeah. you didn't like about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm so bad with that now. When I see interviews on YouTube or whatever and I'm watching mm -hmm. them with with my fiance, it's hilarious because I always point out the mistakes they're making or the bad questions. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure she thinks you're delightful. <laughs> it's so annoying sometimes. Sit there and roll her eyes and go, shut up. But it's to the point now where she'll see it and she's like, wow, why are they doing it that? Like, like when she sees somebody holding a podcast microphone, she's like, why are they holding a the microphone? So she yeah. gets it now. Yeah. I'm like rubbing off on her. I love that. That's been fun. <laughs> I will, when my husband and I are listening to a podcast, I will literally yell across the room. If it's like, you know, like something happens, I'll be like, why did that happen? Why did their, what, what did their editor do? Or when yeah. they, they go from the conversation to the ad and it just goes crazy with the volume, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. they should be fixed by now. I don't know why this is still a problem. Oh, man. Yes. Why guy. did you leave that in? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't yeah. need to hear. That was interesting. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yes exactly exactly the worst one was a couple of weeks ago when the love is blind reunion came on and it was just they decided to do a live for okay some now reason. we know what you watch okay chris <laughs> now we know your television habits that's great i had to i had to watch that because i just knew it was going to be horrible because it was <laughs> live so it was just <laughs> It was so it's painful to watch. It's so many to watch things could have been removed. Like, why not record this so you can remove half of that? Like, maybe half of the content yeah. or even more yeah. could have been just cut out and we wouldn't have missed it. But so many <laughs> awkward moments and pauses and transitions, mm -hmm. it was just not smooth at all. And as a podcaster, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. they needed 10 editors on this. It was so bad. <laughs> I think they 
thrive on the awkwardness that's in there with that though yeah that's part of the feel of it but it i can't watch i can't i i can't you couldn't know it's like watching a comedian that's not getting any laughs at all it's like crickets i have to turn the channel i cannot i cannot endure it oh thank you dr that's another one of mine trying to be like excess like really trying to be funny when you're not as a host oh yeah that's painful (laughs) oh my oh Oh, my cut 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 especially in the business (laughs) podcast it's like oh sweetie no that's not your role right now that's yeah that's your side gig have fun with that over there in the the stand-up you know moment your audition yeah this is not your audition tape (laughs) i listen to way too many business podcasts and the ones that where the host tries to do that i'm just like no I don't need you to be funny. I, I, I'm here for 15 minutes of value. Go away. Stop doing that. <laughs> Just, no. That reminds me of another one. When you open up your, when you open up your podcast, the very beginning, we don't need you to have a conversation with your co-host. How was your day? What did you do? What did you oh. have for dinner last night? Yeah. Uh, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then yeah. I think people will care down the line, but like that first 10 minutes of just random conversation about whatever sports game, that's yeah. something I do as an interviewer, but I don't record it. Like I'm not going to right. put that on the show because right. nobody yeah. wants to hear. It. And for me, yeah. I actually have heard a couple podcasts like that and I can't even listen anymore. You've kind of lost my right. trust. <laughs> it's hard for me to go yes. back. Because I don't want to hear, it's just so unimportant to me. I don't care. Especially don't. when they don't have chapters and I can't skip over it. I'm just like, I'm not even going to guess. I'm just There you leave. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, we, we can go on with this for forever, literally. But <laughs> I'm kind of worried that I wouldn't have enough. But yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's so much that we could give in terms of being a producer to help podcasters. But before we, you know, sign off and everything. What's one major piece of advice you would give to a podcast host as an editor? Like, what's the one thing that they just have to know that will make your life easier as an editor and that will improve their show as a podcast host? Steph, you go first. I just did. I did a mouth sound. Damn it. Um. <laughs> oh, and I got ah! a notification. So it's all going around. <laughs> going full circle. <laughs> one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Focus on the connection in front of you. I I know we talked a lot about sound issues and rearranging content and all that stuff. But honestly, if the host focused on making that connection and having that conversation, whoever does stuff in post can fix enough of the other stuff. But if that conversation is interesting, genuine, and, and really good, that takes care. That takes a lot of boxes. Yeah, mine would be, you know, if you have sent your guest like a checklist of Mm -hmm. what it would take to have the best podcast experience, stand your ground. If you're a host and they don't have headphones, stand your ground. I'm sorry. You know, maybe we can reschedule this because we really need you to have either headphones or earbuds or something. Um, stand your ground. Hmm, I like have that. enough I like respect. That. Have enough respect for yourself and your show. Mm-hmm. I like that. I want to go from the content perspective. I would just say, take your content seriously because 
as an editor, if you have to sit there and go through every single second of a show, it's so much more fun when the content is good. Like if it's boring or it's bad content or the worst is when it doesn't fit the topic of a show, it's painful as an editor to try to go through and make it sound good and then send it to you like, hey, everything's great. When I know you're going to post this episode, it's not going to go anywhere. You're probably going to lose subscribers from it. I want more podcasters to really take the time to get better at podcasting because mm -hmm. that's how you get to profitability. That's how you grow your show. All of the things that you want are on the other side of you actually being better at what you do. So mm -hmm. just take it seriously and, and study the craft. That's what I did for a really long time and it's completely changed my life. So I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. This was amazing. Mm -hmm. I love these roundtables. They're so fun. It's so fun. Uh, let the people know where they can come and find you and work with you. Steph, you first. Oh, ah, I did it. I never point correctly. <laughs> it's stephfuccio.com, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C. Wait, is the video going to be released? Yeah, well, on YouTube. Okay, good. Yeah, so for the audio listeners, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. You can find both of my newsletters, communities, my services, podcast, blogs, all stuff, all the stuff. All the stuff is on there. Dr. And by the way, Steph is, is really interesting because she is traveling all over the place. No, I'm, um, done. I'm done. Are you? Well, I'm she done. says she's done. She no, says. No, I'm done. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, Steph. We'll see. I'll talk to you in 90 days. We'll see. No. I got my residence card today. I'm oh, in Denmark awesome. for a while. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, the way you reach me is mouthybroadmedia.com. Um, I love talking to people about the strategy for their podcast. If they have a brand new podcast and they're overwhelmed, they don't know what goes first, what goes second. I love talking to you. We can, we can figure out a strategy for you. And so it won't be so overwhelming. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Pod Central. If you're a podcaster, and you want to be a part of a round table. Hit me up on Twitter at Chris Podcasting, and we will see you next time. Bye.